Welcome to the Monterey Podcast. For more information, check out our website at montereychurch.com. Let me invite you to pray with me as we begin our study this morning. Uh, Let's go to the Father together. Uh, God, we're grateful for your faithfulness, for your presence in our lives. Uh, We praise you, God, for your mercy, your grace, your love that surrounds us. And as the body of Christ at this place, we are grateful for the ways that you have gifted us, the ways you have created space in our lives uh, to love others, to engage in ministry. And as we wrap up our study of this series today, I pray that there is a deep passion in our hearts to want to walk alongside folks and to truly be the presence of Jesus. And so, God, we offer this morning to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, today is the final sermon in a five-week series that we have titled Gifted. And as I've pointed out each week, there are three areas that have been foundational for the series. One, we are the body of Christ. Uh, The New Testament, especially Paul in his letters to churches in that first century world, uses a variety of images to describe the church. In fact, a number of years ago, New Testament scholar Paul Manier identified almost 100 images in the New Testament that help us to better understand the church. And so I would challenge you as you read Scripture and especially as you read the epistles in the New Testament uh, to look for those images. And as you see those images, to ask what the implications are for our lives as the people of God. Some of the more familiar images, the church is the family of God. And so think about the implications of family as we reflect upon our relationship as brothers and sisters in Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. Think about the implications of marriage, the implications of wedding vows as we reflect on our commitment to Jesus and as we reflect on his commitment to us. The church is the temple of the living God, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And so think about the implications of being the holy people of God, created to be the presence of Christ in the world. In fact, how the world sees us often shapes how they look at Christ, how they look at Christianity, and that in and of itself is a profound implication. But the most common image that Paul uses to describe the church is the image of body that we have focused on in this series. The church is the body of Christ, one body with many members who belong to one another. And so the importance of our commitment to one another, our love and our support for one another, bottom line, as we think about the church at Monterey, our commitment to the body of Christ in this place. A second area, all of us are gifted in order that the body might grow and build itself up in love, in order that we might truly be everything that God designed for the church to be. Just as every part of the human body is important, we've emphasized that every part of the body of Christ is important. No matter what your gift is, you may be in a leadership role or you may serve more behind the scenes, but no matter what your role is, every person matters, every gift is important. No one has the right to say that he or she is more important or, for that matter, less important than anyone else in the body. And so, number three, we've challenged one another during this series to engage in ministry in our daily lives, 
but as we step into the ministries that are a part of this church as well, to use your gifts, your time, your resources to honor God and to bless others. And as Ashley pointed out in the welcome video this morning, we've encouraged you during this month of January to complete an involvement form where you can indicate your interest in a variety of ministries that exist in Monterey. Even if you've been involved in a ministry area for a number of years, we encourage you to go ahead and complete that form. That helps us know your interest, helps us to know where people are involved, and we certainly thank all of you who have taken time during the past several weeks to complete that form. On the first Sunday of this year, the first Sunday of this series, we looked at Romans chapter 12, where Paul encourages us to see all of life as worship. But as I talk about ministry, let me take it even a step further. Yes, all of life is worship, and so we offer our bodies as living sacrifices to God. We love God. We worship God with heart, soul, mind, and strength. But one of the most profound ways that we love God is in loving and serving others. In fact, if we don't love others, if we don't serve others, how dare we say that we love God? At least that's the question in 1 John. How can we say that we love God whom we've not seen and we don't love those, we don't serve those that we are around every day? And so all of life is worship, but in another respect, all of life is also ministry. And in fact, the words that are used in the original language to talk about worship and ministry are so closely related. I want you to grab hold of that, that no matter where you find yourself in your work, your family, your neighborhood, your play, you have the opportunity to step in and walk alongside other folks, to serve, to engage in ministry, and then specifically as we think about the ministries that are a part of, this life, a part of this church's life, as a part of this church family, you have the opportunity to partner with your brothers and sisters as we engage in ministry together, the multitude of ministries that are before us. We are the body of Christ where every member, where every gift is important. I've mentioned throughout this series that as Paul uses that image of body to describe the church, there are three rather lengthy sections in his writings where he fleshes out that image. Romans 12, Ephesians 4, we've read from those two texts in this series. Let me this morning read from 1 Corinthians 12, also a familiar text. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And so the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor. 
And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together. God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that his parts should have equal concern for each other. And so if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, then teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The obvious answer to those rhetorical questions is, well, no, because God has created diversity in the body. Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way, which leads into what we know as 1 Corinthians 13, that great chapter on love where Paul will remind us that no matter what our gifts may be, if they are not guided, led by, motivated by love, then it really doesn't matter. And so our adult classes have been exploring that chapter during January and February, and we'll look at that chapter for three weeks during February as well. 1 Corinthians 12. I've preached from this text numerous times through the years, including numerous times at Monterey. But I've got to tell you, the text has taken on new meaning for me in recent weeks. I think most of you are fully aware of an eye injury I sustained that has left me with no vision in my right eye, no prospects of recovery of sight. And so the phrase, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it, has taken on new meaning. What happens to one part of the body affects the entire body. My entire body has had to adjust to the loss of vision in one eye. For me, it is a reminder that every part of the body is important. When one part of the body is not functioning, whether that be an eye, a leg, a hand, an arm, when one part of the body is not functioning, the entire body has some limitations. The body's not able to do everything that it was designed to do. Now, don't misunderstand. The body can still function. In fact, I'm learning to adjust and to adapt every day. The body can still function. But the loss of vision or the loss of a limb brings limitations. My body is not able to do everything it was designed to do. And it's interesting because Paul is using that kind of imagery as he talks about the church. The same would be true for the body of Christ. Every one of us is important. The incredible unity that God has created in the church, the incredible diversity of gifts that God has given to the body of Christ, and the significance of each part of the body serving, being engaged in ministry in order that the body is able to do everything it was designed to do. And that's been our challenge throughout this series. For example, you had the opportunity to hear from some of our elders a Sunday where we talked about our value of sacrifice. We are made in the image of a generous and sacrificial God. In a self-serving world, we pursue the way of the cross by living with open hearts and hands, giving of our possessions, talents, and very selves in order to show love to all. As the body of Christ, we're willing to sacrifice, to serve, to step out of our comfort zones, not just for the sake of one another, although it begins with our commitment to one another, but we're willing to sacrifice, to serve, because we recognize our mission is to love all people. 
And then during this month, you've also had the opportunity to hear from a number of folks who are part of our ministry staff, the multitude of ministries they help coordinate. Sam Souter, our worship minister, Christy Sanders and Shauna Young in children's ministry, Eric Opton, Caleb Horn and Taylor Pachicano in youth ministry, Jim Fuller who works with our senior adults, Last Sunday, Joy Drumright, our Congregational Life Minister, Aaron Dawson, our Missional Life Minister, Hudson Hutchinson, our Connections Minister. And today, an opportunity to hear from Sean Collins, whose job title is Operations Minister. Sean, if you'll come ahead and join me on the stage. And as Sean makes his way to the stage, let me tell you that at the end of our assembly today, we're going to give you a quiz And the purpose of the quiz is for you to name all of the folks who are on our ministry staff and to name all of the different ministries that they uh, coordinate. Uh, Because that's important, right? In fact, uh, Joy's going to lock the doors and we're not going to let you out until you can respond to to that survey, uh, to that quiz. Uh, Sean is going to speak to this in just a moment, but most of the pieces of Sean's role with us on staff are administrative pieces coordinating our office and building maintenance staff, coordinating finances, IT, dealing with a thousand and one things that are crucial in the life of a church. And it's not just Sean, it's all of the other folks who work with us and all of the volunteers who are part of that, what I would call behind-the-scenes ministry. And I want you to think about that phrase for a moment, behind-the-scenes ministry, ministry that most of you never see or that you are unaware of, but again, so important to the overall health of a church system. And by the way, that's true for a number of ministries where many of you are involved, folks who prepare communion, who clean the building, who take out the trash, who prepare meals. And I think 1 Corinthians 12 speaks to that. There may be members of the body, if we're not careful, where we might think, well, they're not nearly as important, but the reality is, Paul says, they're all important. All of us are crucial to the life of the church. Uh, Sean, as I said in the early assembly, one quick illustration related to your role. Several years ago, I was invited to teach a class at a Zoe conference in Nashville on church administration, a class that we titled Behind the Scenes. I began the class by asking, so if you are attending a church conference and you have a choice of 10 classes during one of the hours, and one of those classes is titled Church Administration, how many of you would choose that class? Yeah. Uh, reality is most folks would look at a title like church administration and say, that doesn't sound very exciting. And yet again, so crucial to the life of the church. Uh, Sean, your job title, we could call you a variety of things that would speak to the pieces in your role, but operations minister. And so take a few moments and, and share with us what that role looks like and the different ways that you serve and help coordinate uh, with other folks behind the scenes. Absolutely. Good morning. So, as Barry mentioned, um, I have some job title responsibilities. Um, I'll just go briefly through some of those and let you kind of explore what I do on a daily basis. Um, So I'm responsible for our building and grounds, which is... um, it's a, it's a big place. I mean, we've got 70,000 square feet here in this building, and it sits on about 27 acres of land. And so it's a, we take care of the mowing, the edging, all of the, those type things. We outsource fertilization, 
those type of things. I also work with vendors and uh, service organizations or utilities, work with a building committee, committee to try to um, make this building the best place for us all to be able to serve in. And uh, I would say we do new construction type of activities, but we also, um, probably the most important thing is we keep this building clean. We set up for events and um, we just try to make this the safest place possible. As far as um, the next one, I would say finance and accounting. I'm responsible for the administration of that. And so just recently, we um, finished the whole budgeting process. We're trying to close out 2021. Um, we also uh, set up the capital budget, which is just uh, extra items. We um, do the accounts payable, all of those type of things um, that are associated with the movement of money including all things that are contributions. We track that, we develop reports for uh, leadership. Um, I like working in Excel and setting up spreadsheets and providing information. I get a little too detailed. That, that, that's worth, worth asking and I can't see all of you, but if you love working in Excel. Okay, go, go ahead, John. <laughs> Got a few hands. Yay. Got a few hands. So, um, yeah, and we've got a finance committee that's comprised of three CPAs and a very high quality business executive. They oversee the numbers and um, how things are put together and they're, they're actually very incredible. Appreciate them a ton. Um, and then I'm the liaison for our banking. We, we try to get the lowest rates for our property here and Am I holding this correctly? Can you all hear me okay? Okay. Um, and with, with that matter, we just uh, try to make sure that we're good stewards where we put that money. Uh, office management. So back in 2017 when I started, I've, I've been here almost five years. 2017 when I started, we started out with four, four full-time and a part-time person. And now we are two, two full-time people and they're kind of quasi full-time people, and we've got one part-time person. And so um, what I would say is the leadership made an emphasis choice on ministry, and that's, that's why we're here. Behind the scenes, we may, we're the infrastructure, we're kind of some skeletal, but really what this is about, it's about ministry. And so we've had some ebbs and flows, and at this point, we're, we're able to operate with that number of staff. And also, we have two people that work our building and grounds that are, that are full-time people. Now, I would say we fill those gaps with service people, people that are willing to give up their gifts and their talents. And we also have some stipend staff. Um, we used to, I remember we used to pick up chairs and put them down, classes. We used to have classes clean the kitchen. Um, we now pay um, high school and just, just people that really need an income, uh, we pay them to come in here and do the chairs, that responsibility. And so uh, just some things associated with that. Uh, moving right along. Oh, and Barry, um, I don't think I'll need the full one hour and 15 minutes that you allotted me. Okay. Um, human resources. Take, I take care of the human resources here, me and my team. And so that involves payroll, uh, 
hiring, processing, uh, policy development, making sure that we mitigate any of the uh, concerns that are associated with all of the insurances um, that we, through uh, the insurances that we carry. Um, so that, you know, the workman's comp, general liability, those type of things. And I see somebody yawning over here. Can we go ahead and get the security team out here and let's take them? Okay, so back on task. Um, and then uh, office management. Uh, that's administrative office management. Our team takes care of the membership program. And when I say team, I say that that's, that's ministers and that's a... Uh, one of our part-time employees is kind of dedicated to that task of making sure that our membership um, is, is basically up to date. And what I would ask you from that perspective, please um, try to log in if you can. If you haven't been into our Shelby uh, login, that's a place where you can put new pictures of yourself. I know y'all were beautiful 20 years ago, but we need to see what you look like now so that you can help us with our goal of trying to connect uh, people and be able to see faces with names. Um, the other is uh, associated with that uh, purchasing, trying to make sure that we are spending super wisely. Starting out, my goal was to to pay for my salary and benefits through, through cost-saving measures. And that was easy starting out. It's getting a little bit harder now. But um, we really do scrutinize our expenses tremendously, tremendously. And then you've got your information technology. Um, we got some good things going, and we've got some things that we're working on right now from a service standpoint. That's one area that I would ask for maybe some people to come up that are wise and skilled in that area that may be able to help with certain decisions we have to make for future infrastructure. Uh, and then, yeah, I work part-time as a DJ. And um, that role, it's, it's, it's really good, but as I get older, I'm not quite as good at it. I mean, dad jokes are hard to keep people laughing. So DJ dad jokes, um, it, it's tough, it's tough but I've got a bunch of other people that help me out there, so. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the most briefest format. Good deal. Well, and as I said, uh, when we began the process of, of, of conversation this morning, uh, lots of things, and, and, and some of you, if you've ever worked in a church context, would be fully aware of some of those pieces, but a thousand and one things behind the scenes. And Sean brings passion and excitement to that every day, and we are very, very grateful. Uh, he comes from a business background. I don't know whether you said this in the uh, comments uh, a moment ago, but uh, it's that tension. You know, the, the church on one hand is not a business. We're a church. But on the other hand, we want to be good stewards, and so good business practices is so crucial. You, you've kind of alluded to it already, Sean, but... Uh, as we wrap up this series, uh, what words of encouragement would you uh, offer to this church family? And even more specifically, are there areas where you need volunteers, where you need help in some of the uh, pieces that you coordinate? I, I think the most concise way to say it is every church needs their members um, for some type of service. Uh, we planted the seed with uh, offering those areas online and through our app to where you can serve. 
And I will tell you that when you do dedicate to serving, it's not a lifetime responsibility for you. It could be as long or as short as you want it, but it makes a difference in every strong body of Christ. And that's, that's what we're trying to emphasize right now is getting people to use their gifts to benefit this church and the people. And, and honestly, to um, push the mission that we all have here, which is loving God, loving others. The other thing that I would say is when you end up um, committing to one ministry or three or five, you end up connecting, which is another area of emphasis at this church that um, we're trying to do. People need to connect. I mean, I've been here five years. Uh, Christy and I started here in 1999, and we've been away through through uh, different periods from this church, but coming back, um, being here five years working in this capacity, there's still faces and names that I don't know. And so, really, the way you get to know people, get to know your family, the people that'll protect you, that'll go to war with you, that's to connect with them, get to know them. Good. And so, from an operations minister standpoint, um, we do have needs. I mean, we, need, we do have needs for people to fill the gap outside in the, the building and grounds, professional service for advice. Um, I told you about the IT portion, be able to, able to call somebody up and say, hey, can I consult you on this particular? What direction do you think we ought to go with this? I do that a lot. Um, probably a little annoying sometimes with that, but I'll try not to annoy you. Um, and we are also looking for somebody that, that has an electrician background, um, preferably somebody that could help out with decisions we have to make from an electrical standpoint because, uh, honestly, that's, that's just one of the areas we don't. We have a lot of other partners that, that have just dedicated their time, their money, their business, their people for this church, and it's, it's helped us tremendously along the way. So praise God for the people that serve this church because it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah, good. Well, and again, I would simply encourage you to fill out that involvement form if you've not done so. Some of the areas that Sean coordinates are included there. Uh, but if you want to talk with him about uh, areas where you might be involved, again, many of those areas behind the scenes, but again, so crucial to the ongoing uh, health and effectiveness of a church family. Uh, I'm grateful for Sean. Those of you who know about his work, I know are grateful, but let's express our appreciation to Sean for what he does on a daily basis around here. Thank you. And let me wrap up uh, this entire series as well as concluding uh, today's uh, conversation by inviting you to hear a couple of texts from Paul's writings that we have used all the way through. Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then the concluding words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, that great prayer, uh, some of my favorite words in all of Scripture where Paul will say to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.
we celebrate together what God is doing in this church. I really pray and hope that what we've done during the month of January has made you more aware of opportunities where we can all serve. And now the challenge would be for us to step into that, to allow God to continue to shape and to mold us. And so join together as we sing this great song where we do indeed uh, give our commitment to our God. Let's stand together as we sing.